to Leviticus chapter 10.
When Moses questioned him, he said, what went on? He went, I don't know what went on. I threw this gold into the fire and this calf come out. It was like the biggest lie that he could tell, really. He was undone. He could, he, 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 where could he go with that? This, but he had formed it and made it and caused the people to worship a foreign god, if you like. Now, whether it was under peer pressure, whether it was threat of his own life. But in Aaron's life, there's a picture of grace. And the picture is this, that he was at the part of leading people to worship a foreign god. But when he repented, God taught him how to get the people to worship the right God. So he became the high priest to lead people into right worship. He had got it wrong, but God gave him the opportunity to put it right. And that's a picture of God's grace for all of us. So Aaron's this man and he's getting all these instructions. And it's important what I'm saying. Why I'm saying this, it's important to get where I'm getting to. Now, Aaron's got all these instructions. Now, God speaks to Moses and tells him what he's got to do. This is the stuff that Aaron's got to wear. And it's like, me and my family, we'd be reading the Bible together. And it's the amount of stuff that was going on, the, 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 the things that he had to wear, the, the clothing that he had to have. How it was so fine and detailed of everything that had to go on. Uh, the, the gold that had to go into the tabernacle, the things that the menorah had to be, the, the, the place of showbread, the, the, the Ark of the Covenant, everything that had to be made. All the tent, everything had to be done correctly. Everything, the Holy of Holies, the things that were set apart, the things that was there. And God listed it out with such fine tune, with such fine direction, that they can make everything today by what, by what the direction that we've got. It wasn't just make the code and we get it, he told the fabric, the size, what it should be, how it should be, how they should wear it, it told everything. So even today in Israel, they've got everything set up like there was back then for all the, for all the high priests. And then he told them how they was to worship, he told them the right way, this is how you've got to do this. Your sons, your children, it's going to be handed down for generations. You're going to be the high priestess, the Levites, and you're going to pass it all the way down to your sons. But this is the way it's got to happen. This is what you've got to do. No other way. He set it out. This is what you've got to do, and this is how it's going to happen. And then we come to Leviticus chapter 10. And I'm going to read it. And it says this. Now bear with me. Many years know me. I'm not very good with pronouncing names. And these are some, we don't really, we haven't got many names that's like these in here. Now, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his census and pure, uh, of pure fire, uh, sorry, each took his census and put fire in it and laid the, scent, uh, the incense on it. The, the offering, they, on it, let me read this again. Now, Nahab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his census and put fire in it and laid, census, uh, and laid incense on it and offered unauthorised fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out before the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord has said, among those who are near me, I will be sanctified, and before all the people I will be glorified. 
And Aaron held his peace. Now, it's a strange happening what's gone on here. Something strange has just happened. They've come to worship the Lord. They've come to do what they was told to do, to burn incense. That's what they was told to do. As an offering, as a fragrant offering to the Lord. But they use strange fire. See, God had already told them where to go and get the fire. Take it off the altar, take off the brazen altar, go and get the fire, burn incense. But they never. What they've done, they made fire and put that and burnt incense. They've never done it the right way. They've never done it the way that God intended it. And the Bible calls this strange fire, unauthorised fire. It was something that God never asked for. It was something that God never intended. It was strange. God had set out what he wanted. God had told them, this is how it's got to be. But they didn't do it. They'd done it their own way. And I see us so many times in this. How many of you here... I've heard Christians say, even in this place, that would say, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Tell me, where does that say that in the Word of God? Why does the Bible say that you can start to be pastors, evangelists, apostles, teachers? Um, I think, what's the other one? Apostles, teachers, pastors, evangelists. Prophets. Prophets. There, was, there was gifts to the church. You cannot do it on your own. God has set up the way that it should be done. Saying, you saying that I can get to God my own way. Do you know what that is? Strange fire. That's the offering of these two men. It's not how God done it. You can come to God as you are. But you can't come to God any way. There's only one way. There's only one way and that's Jesus Christ. For the Bible says, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You cannot get to heaven on your own. You can't do it. It won't work. Your good deeds will not outweigh your bad deeds. Because that's not the way it works. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So every wrong that you've ever done in your life will receive a just punishment. Every lie that you've ever told. Everything that you've ever took. That is why Jesus Christ came. That is why Jesus died upon the cross. That was why he was my substitute. He took my place. He took your place. And the Bible says, for all those that have repent of their sins and believe on him shall be saved. There is no other way. No other way. And these men, they come to worship the Lord, if you like, but they've done it in a way that God never intended. And never, God never intended it. It was something that they took on their own back. Now, why, why did they do it? I've, heard, I've looked into this, and I've heard that later on in the same chapter, God gives a different commandment. He says, you shall not go to the house of the Lord with any drink, no wine. You shan't drink anything that day. So it gives the impression that these men could have been had a bit too much to drink before they come and done that. And they thought, oh, I'll just make a fire, it'll do. It'll do. The laziness of Christianity sometimes... The laziness of Christianity, the laziness that we come to, to, to the house of the Lord or in service to the Lord as laziness. Like we can come into the house of the Lord, switch a switch and say, right, I'm going to be a Christian for the next hour. But then afterwards your mind just run away with every rubbish fault that's in the world. You're watching everything that's, that's 
It's no good. Your, your company's no good. Your lifestyle's no good. We are Christians that worship the Lord week in and week out. Do you know, let me put that in a better way. Day in, day out. Let me go even one better. Hour in, hour out. We worship the Lord every part of our life. Because of what Christ has done for us. These men, you, you think how they've done it. Why did they do it that way? Was it laziness? Did they not want to go to the altar? Was it just, oh look, this will do. We'll make do. This will be alright. We'll just, this will do. God will accept you the way you are. God will accept you the way you are. There is nothing that you've ever done that God can't forgive you of. That's a good thing. Good deeds or bad deeds. Good deeds in the sense there's nothing that you can ever do that's going to impress God. No matter how much money you give away, how many little old ladies you walk across the street, how much money you give to charity, you're not going to impress God. He isn't going to say, well, I love you more because you do these things. He loves you. God is love. So in that, there's nothing that you can do to make God love you more, but there's nothing that you can do to make God love you less because he loves you. But he has set it up God has set up the ordinances. God has set up the way that it should be. God has set up his church. God has set up his ministers. God set up pastors. He set up elders. He set up deacons. God has set it all up. He set up all through the, Christ, the Christian world, even into the new church. God has set it up the way that it should be. God has set this up, this, this, that we come around the Lord's table, that we take, eat. He set it up. He set it up the way that it should be. To think that we could get to heaven or to think that we could get to God our own way, with our own understanding. Even as Christians who think that they, they're alright the way they are, that God abides with them. That you can sin because you can sin, you can get away with it, nobody sees it, you'll be alright. That's not good, is it? That would be what the Bible would call here strange fire. Unauthorised, unworship. Not, not sanctified, not what God wants. God has called us out from our sin, called us out from the rubbish of this world. And he tells you to be holy, for he is holy. That's what God has called us to be. Again, when we see the people on the telly, the lying, cheating Christians that we, we see preach the word of God, come to Jesus, you'll never have a problem. That's not true. Put <laughs> the money... The money um, side of their preaching. Give us, give us a, a tithe of a hundred pound or a thousand pound and God will bless you ten times. That's not true. We don't give because of what we get out. We give because of what God's done. Amen. We, don't, we don't put our offering in not because we're going to accept to get, get something out of it. We don't work that way. We give because of what Christ has done. Out of this, these men brought strange fire. It was strange. It wasn't right. It was unnatural. Our people today in false religions, how they worship the Lord, and uh, well, not my God, but how they worship their gods, and they, they beat themselves, and they, they cut themselves, and they... It's all not what God intended. And when we see today's church accepting the things in the world today, I want to tell you that this, the, the day's... Throughout time and history, we've seen the church be persecuted. Throughout all time and all history, you've seen it. The first, probably, attack of the church 
if you'd like, was probably Ananias and Sapphira. They tried to corrupt it. Like they wanted accolade, they wanted praise. And they ended up dying. Then the next one you see Paul. Paul in Acts. We know that he was around in Acts 7 with the stone and the Stephen. Paul was sent out amongst the Pharisees to go and put those in prison that preached Christ. And then Stephen got killed. Paul gave his thumbs up for that. That was what Paul was doing. Paul was on a horse, riding, going to uh, Damascus where he could beat or kill Christians. That was his job. That's what he was going to do. We see in the world, when you go through church history, you see how the world persecuted the church from Nero. Nero was a, um, a Caesar. He was the, the king of Rome, if you like. Everything had been conquered. Rome had been built up, the Colosseums, great things had been done. And Nero's gone mad, if you like. Christians have come on the scene, this new religious group. And what he's done, he's set fire, set fire to Rome, burnt half of Rome down and blamed Christians for doing it. So he used to kill Christians, because we preached Christ crucified. So what he used to do to light up his streets was put crosses in his streets, hang Christians to them and set them alight. He would burn Christians at the stake. He would, in his Colosseums, he would get Christians and that he would put them in the, 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 the Colosseum, the big arena, let out wild animals and kill them, let them get it. Bring out lions and tigers and bears. I knew that was coming. And the people would get it. And that's where you get the, the sort of people would say that, oh, how these Christians die well. In the book I read that one of them that was in a frozen lake in, it, in Italy where they got the families, all the Christians, and they gathered them on, and put them on a frozen lake. And he put a sword at one end and he said, anybody who comes from off this lake, anybody who's Christians, go to the sword, bow down, kiss the sword and give, give pledge to Caesar and say that he is king, he is lord. You will survive. And while standing on a frozen lake, the Christians started to see him. And as the ice began to break, and as they was falling to the death, the Roman soldiers put, took off their armour and went and stood with the Christians. People got saved. I'll tell you something about persecution. Persecution doesn't stop the work of the Lord. It makes the work of the Lord grow. It does. When you look at the, work, the places like Afghanistan and China and Russia, these places where they, the, the communist countries, where they've tried to stop the church from growing, it grows under persecution. And then we, we see the church being persecuted in another way. We see where Christians were able to say that some follow Apollos and some follow Paul. And Paul would write and say, who's ever Apollos? Who's Paul? Why would you follow me? Why would you follow us? We follow Christ. It's Christ who died for us. It's Christ who rose again. That's who we follow. And then we see um, the people called the Judaizers. They come in and say, yes, this Christianity is a good thing. But you've got to go back under the law. You've got to keep all the commandments of the law, all ordinances of the law. So that's why Paul wrote, wrote Romans. You were justified through faith in Christ and him alone. Not that works that man can boast. It isn't that I can tell a load of people about Christ and that I'm going to get to heaven because of that. It's not I'm justified through faith in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's enough. Amen. I can't work for my salvation because, because Christ done it. And we see the religious people that come into this world today. We see other religions that, that the Bible says, even if an angel of light comes to you and preaches you another gospel, don't believe it. 
And the Mormons have got Moroni, an angel of light that come to Joseph Smith and told him a different gospel, and yet the Mormon church is still growing today. How does that work? The Jehovah's Witnesses, the different gospel, Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died upon the cross. Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that. But they still, they're an occultic religion that goes around the world. Muslims are the same. They believe they say that Jesus is, yeah, he was a prophet, he was a good man, but he won't have it as the Bible is. It, it twists the truth. And as they tried to twist the church, truth in the early church with the Judaizers, today we see that happening in our church. And none of these things have gone away. None of them have gone away, they're still here. Except it's coming in a new way, in a new light. Today, the church of God, the church of God is under attack because of morality. Morality, and I'm going to say this, why two men want to get married? Why two women want to get married? Why marriage? Why marriage? Is that not the sanctity of what God has said? Is that not the sanctity of what God has commanded? Why marriage? In the beginning, God created male and female. Only two. Not ten, not twenty, male and female. That's it. And this world today wants to teach our children something different. It wants us as their churches to preach something different. Is that not strange fire again? Is that not false worship once again? When we say that that's okay... When the Bible says an adulterer, homosexual, and a fornicator won't enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what the Bible says. Not my words. You've got a problem with that, you take it up with the word of God. That's what the Bible says, not me. And we have to be frightened that I'm going to preach this, it's going to be recorded, and I might get locked up for that, and I have to fear that. Where are we going with this? Where's this world taking us? It's making us try to make us burn strange fire. That's what it's trying to make us do. It's trying to make us bend what's right worship and bring something that's false. When Paul spoke to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 10, he said, I'll tell you what the house of God is. It is a pillar of righteousness and truth. It is grounded. It is a pillar of righteousness, grounded in truth. The truth is that mankind has fallen. And there is no new sins. All the sins that was in the Bible back then are the same sins today. We just invent new ways to carry them out. And they've had iPads or tellies or things back in the day. But now we've just invented new ways of creating more sin. And they've had phones in them days. So they never had to tell you about phoning up people around the world and having a gossip. But the Bible says that gossips don't gossip. That's what the Bible says. We invent new ways to carry out more sins, if you like. We invent ways to do it. And these men brought something that wasn't authorised. They brought something that God never intended. And we have to be careful as the church of God, the, the, the true believers. And why do I call us true believers? Well, because I believe that we're a Bible-believing church. If you can prove to us in the Word of God where we're going astray, we will turn. Because we're a Bible-believing church. If we can put it right and see sense in the Word of God, that's what we're preaching, that's what we believe, that's what we stand to. Not because I've hurt someone's feelings. Feelings don't take away from the Word of God. Because someone's hurt my feelings by saying something, the Word of God is the Word of God. Many people look for pastors today that is going to kid to them and lie to them and tell them they're all right. Don't seek out that kind of pastor. 
seek out a pastor that's going to tell you where you're wrong and help you to put it right. Seek out people that want to love you and care for you. Like you would your own family. If you see your own children going astray, would you not tell them? Would you not say that's where it's going to end up all in a big heap? You're going to end up with, with, with rubbish and nothing, son. Turn around. If you, you, you talk to your daughters in that way, you would talk to your, your, your children in that way. You'd give them right advice. Well, that's how we should be in the house of the Lord to one another. That strange fire that shouldn't go on. The church is under persecution and the church is under attack because the world wants us to burn strange fire. The world wants us to worship in a way that the world wants, not what God wants. What happens? The same destruction that comes to these men will come to those that will compromise the word of God. They got burned. When we don't do what God has called out, now think about this. This was a brand new thing. They could have got it wrong. They could have made a mistake. But God had told them what was right. And because they disobeyed, dead straight away. I thank God that God doesn't deal with us the way that he did with these. But does that mean that God doesn't care? Does that mean that God doesn't, oh he doesn't? No, it doesn't mean that. It means God is gracious and he tries to correct us. Here, even Aaron, when his two sons done this, Aaron, it was his, there was his two children. You know what God said? Don't mourn them. Don't tear your clothes. Don't braid your hair. It was a thing that the Jewish people did. They braided their hair, or they, 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 they let their hair hang down. It's been very hard for me, that one, but they let their hair hang down, and they tore their clothes, and it was a sign that they was mourning. God said, don't do this. They had brought strange fire. They had to go. They had to go. And it's very, very hard when you see this. It's very, very difficult when you see this. We cannot be Christians and not be obedient to the word of God. Do you understand that? You can't live in disobedience and call yourself a Christian. You can't be a Christian and call yourself a Christian and do ungodly things. It doesn't work that way. <coughs> yes, we can make mistakes. Yes, we can repent. Every time when you read back through the book of Leviticus, when you read back in, even in Deuteronomy, and the laws that, and the things that God set out, he called them, he said, do this, be holy because I am holy. Do this, be holy for I am holy. Do it this way, be holy because I am holy. Now I know we're talking about a time which was probably 3,000 uh, 3, years ago. You're talking about, what? I don't know how many miles Israel will be away. 2,000 miles, I can't even know. I'll Google Earth will probably tell me. But however, it was a different culture, it was a different time. But you know the, the, the things that would happen? God knew that if he allowed them to do something strange, that it would just work all through the camp and it would just go all the way. <coughs> it would just, they would just continue that way. The laziness, the, the, it's okay. We have to be Christians the way that God intended. Not the way that I intended. Because I can be very hard on you and very lenient on myself, can't I? 
I could be very hard on everybody in here, but very lenient on myself. But what we can't do, we, can, we have to let our lives line up to the Word of God, what the Word of God says, the truth in the Word of God, how the Word of God says it, what it says, that's what we have to do. If the Word of God says something's wrong, what is it? Come on, answer that. If the Bible says something's wrong, then what is it? If the Bible says it's right, then what is it? We believe that the Bible is the final authority in this church. The final authority. The Word of God says it. We as a church, we believe it. And we see our fur people have come away by not listening to the Word of God and not taking on what he says. The Bible is very clear. Only one way to the Lord. The Bible is very clear. The Bible is very clear about salvation. It is very clear. It is very clear about sin. Repent. That's what it says. It's very clear about compromise. You know what the Bible says about compromise? Don't do it. Don't compromise. When we come to the house of the Lord, even with what Joseph said spoke to me as well, because we see so many churches going out to worship, worship, if you like, in that sense. Like we can worship the Lord and we come out saying, oh, we had a good time in there. That was not the intention. The intention wasn't that you come and sung and that you had a good time. It was a thing that you did that you laid your adoration before the Lord so that you might bless him. You know, the only sacrifice that we can bring today is what? A sacrifice of praise or a sacrifice of worship, if you like. A sacrifice of song. That's what we bring over to the Lord. We have to be... We have to have an understanding in this is that what God teaches us right from wrong, they're the things that we walk in. We will make mistakes, but guarantee the mistakes that we make is when we've not been obedient to the things of the Lord. I can make it on my own. You can't. There are no lone ranger Christians. None. Zero. If you're not being pastored by somebody, if somebody's not got your best interest, and somebody don't know you personally, and somebody's not pastoring you, you're not in church. You're not. That's, 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 is that not the truth? Can we not have? Is that the truth? That's what the Bible says, not me. Why would he give that? I want to tell you this in this sense, and I want you to hear this. The Bible says that we're all a part of the body, the work of the Lord. We're all a part of the body. We're all family, yeah? We all have our job to do inside this church. If I had a detachable hand, I could pull it off and say, right, I'll leave that there. Don't need that today. And I'm going to go to work. It's very difficult to undo a bottle of drink with one hand to tie a bit of rope with one hand. If you're not in church and you're not in fellowship, you know what you're saying? The body doesn't need me today. The body doesn't need me. Well, it does. We need every brother and sister in here because God has called you to be a part of the body, to be a part of the work. There's no detachable parts in here. Do you understand that? We all, you, yes, we want to pass to you, but that's just the job that God's given us. What's your job? What's your role? Come and be a part of the work. Come and be a part of the body. Come and give testimony. Come clean the church. Come do what we have to do. Come serve the Lord. But what we can't do 
is make it on their own, do things their own way, like these men. They offered strange fire, strange fire. We cannot offer strange fire unto the Lord. We have to do it the way the Bible teaches us, the way that God tells us. Salvation is found in no one else, only Jesus Christ. No one else. No other religion in the world is, is based upon what God has done. That God come down to man to rescue us. All religion is what man can do to get to God. My best efforts, my, what I'm going to work, how I'm going to do it. It means nothing. You won't do it. The Bible says that our good deeds are like filthy rags before and you're not going to make it into heaven by your own merit. It's not going to work that way. It's doing it the way that God said it to be. On that day of judgment, when we all stand before the Lord, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? My son paid for your sin, come in, or you have to pay for your own in the pit of hell. That's what the Bible says. In the burning lake of fire. That's, that's it. There's only two choices. Jesus Christ pays for your sin, or you do. If you pay for your sin, that is in the lake of fire. If Jesus Christ pays for your sin, what, what God has set out, Come, come worship it. Come into heaven. So the point to what I was bringing tonight, that we have to offer up to the Lord and make sure that the way that we're living, the way that we're acting, the way that we're talking, is not against what the Word of God has given us. Our lives, the way that we work, that we're not lying to get a living, we're not conning to get a living, we're not cheating people to get a living, but we're doing it straight. We're doing what the Word of God teaches us. And we're bringing up our children, how the Word of God teaches us. How we're living in our homes, in our lives, we're doing it how the Word of God teaches us. No compromise, brothers. No strange fire, but doing it how God intended it. These men never made it because they never listened. Whether it was laziness, whether it was, dis it was definitely disobedience, but whatever it was, it was strange fire. And God consumed me. I'm not having it. I thank God that he doesn't treat us that same way. I thank God that he gives us the opportunity to repent every single time. You've done something wrong, come bring it before the Lord. You've been getting it wrong, come, come bring it before the Lord. If you're in this place tonight and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, I want to tell you that he is a wonderful Saviour. He is the only way to heaven. The only way. There is no other way. Once their brother comes up and he's going to pray, he's going to minister in song. If you want prayer, you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Saviour, come to the front, I'll pray with you. If the Word of God has spoken to you, and maybe there's a, an area in, you, in your life that you're living your own way, or you're doing it your own way, and you need to repent of that, and you want to counsel, you want advice, I'll pray with you, I'll talk with you. God bless you.